Well, hey there, welcome right into another episode of Subscription Web Design. Super excited to come to you for this fourth episode of the podcast. This has been awesome. The response so far that I'm getting from people has been great. People are really excited about the podcast and um, it's already um, a help to people. And you know what? That's what's so fun about this is that um, I can take the experience that I've learned over these past few years, building a life and a business that I love with subscription web design and bring that same joy, that same help, that same uh, that same peace, that same satisfaction to other people. And it's one of the greatest uh, blessings of my life. Absolutely bar none. So in this episode, I'm excited to tell you about the five mechanics of subscription web design. Five things that if you get these things down as you're thinking about your own subscription web design business, how you want to sell it, how you want to formulate it, how you want to think about it, I think it will definitely help you get your mind together and, and set you at ease. Um, there's an old uh, technique in the sales world. So, um, you know, when you're selling, a lot of times what you have to do is overcome objections. Well, one of the most common objections that you get is that I need time to make a decision. Um, or time to you know talk talk it over with a family member or something like that. And the the sort of you know sales guy response to that is, well, it doesn't take time to make decisions. You don't need time. What you need is information. And I'm the one with the information to help you make the decision. And what I'm what I'm getting at here is this information you can apply to your business rather than waiting on the time to be right rather than rather than taking time to think through and consider all these different options if you just have the right information you can get going so what I'm about to give you today in these five mechanics of subscription web design, you know, these are not things that I had the information for. So I had to take the time and the time in my case was, you know, it's seven years. Um, so what I want to do is save you seven years um, and, and talk to you retrospectively. Like if I was telling myself seven years ago what to do, um, I'm giving you information that will save you seven years of time. So hopefully that sounds good. And um, hopefully this is something that you'll be able to take and use. Um, of course, as always, all of this information is things that we go deeper into in the Getting Started with Subscription Web Design course. And also we talk about these things in my mentorship program as well. If you're interested in those, I would just go to steveschram.co. That's where you can learn all about the course. And then if you go to subscriptionwebdesign.com, you can find out more about the mentorship program. And either one of those would be helpful for a deeper dive into any of these subjects. And of course, you can ask me questions and, and things of that nature. The other thing I want to say is, since this is a very new podcast, there's not that not many podcasts uh, focused on the business of web design. Uh, there are a few out there, and the top one by far is by my mentor, Josh Hall. And by the way, um, we are in co-opetition. What that means is that we compete with each other in one sense, but we cooperate with each other um, in another sense. And it's a lot of fun. So I would tell you 100%, um, if you go to the web design business podcast with Josh Hall, you are going to learn so much. Like for real, it's a great podcast. If you don't already listen to it, that you need to go check out. What I teach here is complementary to what he has to say, not contradictory in any way. So I would advise you to check it out. But here's the thing. I really would like to move up further and frankly, quickly in the, uh, in the different podcasting apps. One way that you can help with that a little bit is if you leave a review for this podcast, wherever you'd like to. So wherever you listen, if you're a Spotify person, if you listen on Apple podcasts, that would be great. Wherever you can go leave a review for this podcast and let people know that you're enjoying the content. It, uh, it helps a little bit with the rankings and stuff, to be honest, some of that's a little mysterious. Um, it helps a little with the rankings, but 
What it certainly does help with a lot is if somebody else is checking out this podcast and they say, hey, I don't know if this podcast is for me, they're going to look at that review and they're going to see whether or not this podcast is for them based on what reviewers like you say. So you would just do me a just gigantic favor. If you could go leave a review for the information on this podcast, it would mean the world to me. Okay. For now, let's dive into the five mechanics of subscription web design. The very first one that you're going to need to think through is a proven model. Okay. A proven model. Um, we do talk about this in the course. And I wanted to remind you that Right now, you can get a 20% discount on that if you put in the code podcast if you go to steveschram.co. But we do talk about the model. And the point is, you need to choose a model that is going to work for your business because not all models are going to work for all businesses, right? Some models like mine focus on what I call lease to own, okay? And what this means is there is an assumption that the uh, client is going to stay with me for at least 18 months or they have to buy out of that contract. They have to stay for at least 18 months. And after 18 months, um, they basically own the site. They can keep on paying, though, their payments. And if they do, that's where we'll do a redesign for them every three years. Okay, so we like to say uh, we like to call those cycles. So I call 18 months a cycle. Um it's a little longer than 12, a little less than 24. And, and frankly, I just decided that, okay? Now, maybe you like a 12-month cycle or maybe you like a 24-month cycle. You can make that decision. For me, I like 18 months. It's nice and clean. It's not too long, but um, it's also a good enough amount of time that I can feel really good about what I'm charging and really good about what we end up making on these projects. So you need a proven model. You know, that's one way to do it. Another way that you could do it is um, is by using a more traditional lease model where you have a buyout. So in this way of thinking, you would have somebody come in and um, you do a project for them and it's a 12-month definite time period. They pay that no matter what. Then at 12 months, they can choose to buy out the site for a certain fee, like whatever, $800 or something like that. They can choose to buy out. They can choose to um, drop the site. So in other words, stop paying and the site goes away uh, entirely. Or they can choose to um, continue their payments and then you'll do a rebuild for them then uh, at that 12-month point. Um, there's a, a, a local person to me who has a company that does this. Um, her name is Stephanie. And this is exactly what they do. So different ways of doing this, but what I'm saying is you need to choose one, okay? You need to have a proven model, look at the different models that are available, and choose a subscription model that's going to work for your business, and then stick to it. You can mold it over time, but sticking to it is going to be the big thing, and almost certainly we will talk about some of those different models as we go throughout the life of this podcast. So you'll definitely be able to get the information that you need for that. Okay, the second thing is you need contracts that work, okay? contracts that work. I don't recommend doing anything in 2022 or beyond um, by a handshake only. It's not that I don't trust people, um, but you definitely need to have guidelines and, and, and boundaries. And one of the best places to set those is contracts because then the client has to express their agreement with the guidelines, the details, the payment schedule, et cetera, of the project uh, before the project begins, before money is exchanged, before uh, you start building anything, all that has to happen first. So contracts that work are very, very important. Um, and there are lots of templates that you can get online. Of course, I offer some inside of the courses and stuff, but there are other templates you can get online. They're just not, um, you know, like the ones that you can just go find. They're not uh, set up for a subscription 
web design business because frankly, this is such a rare thing. Okay. But you can certainly like, this is what I did. Okay. Just being honest with you, like in 2015, when I started to do this, I went out, I found the best looking uh, web design contract that uh, I could find, and I started tweaking it. And over the last seven years, I've tweaked it to add and remove different things uh, that I needed to make it work for my business. And what's happened is, is based on my learning experience in working with clients, I've gone ahead and adjusted it. So one really good example is I had a, um, a client who literally we were building a very simple website and it took six months to get the website done. It was like a one page site basically. And it took six months to get this website done. And I'm like, okay, well, we can't have that happen because we can't be in, when you're doing subscription web design, you literally can't afford to be in build mode on a project for six months. What you want to do is work a disproportionately large amount of time in the very beginning. So first one, two, maximum three months. And that makes it work because then after that period of time is over on that site, you should have very little maintenance work to do for the rest of that 18 month cycle. You see the difference there? But if we're working for six months, um, standard like build hours, like spending hours on this project a day, that's not going to work. Um, it's going to be really a hit to your bottom line. And especially when you start bringing on team members, like that's just, you know, unacceptable. You can't do it. So you need to have contracts that detail very specific items here and, and keep the scope and the boundaries of the project and the communication style and all of that on lock so that you're, you're never, um, in conflict with your client on expectations or, um, any of those things. And number three, the third mechanic of subscription web design that you need is membership math, membership math. And this one smack dab in the middle, to be honest, it might be, uh, the most important one. Okay. Membership math is important because membership math is in some ways different from the math of a standard business. At first uh, glance, it's kind of like, well, in one sense, I've got, you know, like in the traditional pricing model, I've got the opportunity to make thousands of dollars in these windfalls of cash, in these lump sums for these projects. And, and Steve, you're telling me that uh, you, you want to charge hundreds of dollars uh, per month. Um, but it doesn't seem like that's going to be as, as fruitful or my business is going to be able to grow or, you know, objection, objection, et cetera, et cetera. Well, the issue here is that you're not thinking in membership math, right? You're thinking in traditional math and what you're not accounting for at all is risk. Okay. So Dave Ramsey, I love to follow Dave Ramsey for personal finance advice. And um, he, he talks about like one of his big problems with, with debt is that a lot of times debt is not, uh, there's no risk factor brought in, uh, for what that would be, especially with, as it relates to like real estate and stuff. So he's like, you know, we talk about all these numbers and cash flow and all these different things, but, um, there's, there's no number in there to associate for risk or market volatility or things of that nature. And so what we don't want to do is ignore that. We don't want to ignore risk. And if we talk about the thousands of dollars that we can make on a traditional project, but we fail to talk about how um, it's feast or famine, right? We fail to consider how you might have one or two projects come in this month and then the next three months you get nothing. Then uh, suddenly that doesn't sound so great. And it sounds like wishing and hoping and, and dreaming and maybe even praying, um, but it doesn't sound like um, being smart. Now, 
when you've got hundreds of dollars coming in every month, okay, yes, of course, those numbers are lower, but that builds up over time. And let me just say from experience that the vast, unless you, unless you intentionally design your membership, um, your, your, your subscription website, I, I call it a membership. I use membership and subscription uh, somewhat interchangeably. I know they're a little different, but I use them somewhat interchangeably. And to be honest, membership math just kind of sounds cooler than subscription math, I guess, because they both start with an M. I don't know. Um, but uh, when you think this way, it changes everything about the way you think about your, your business. So yes, you know, you will do a disproportionate amount of work in the beginning, but you'll also do a disproportionate amount of work lesser um, in the in the back end of those cycles. And yet, throughout that whole time, you'll be collecting a check. Okay, and that will be true for the most part in perpetuity. Um, you know, yeah, you're going to have people who leave, but for the most part, if you're designing your model right and you're designing your business plan right, you've got customers who are going to come in and they're going to stay for the long haul of the business because of how great of service you provide for them. You know, how relatively affordable you are. All these different factors are going to lead them to want to stay. And when they stay, then you just keep collecting money um, month after month after month. And what it builds for you is stability, and it factors in that risk. So the risk goes away greatly when what you're working on is the ability to forecast what your months are going to look like into the future. I mean, of course, anything can happen anytime. And I am a man of faith. Uh, many of you listening probably are men and women of faith as well. And so absolutely, I believe in, in, in prayer. I believe in trusting in God to, to provide for my family. I mean, it's not something I'm taking into my own hands. But, but, what I am doing is also being smart about it and saying, look, if nothing crazy happens, I kind of know what my income is going to be even two or three months down the road. Okay. And that means for my family of six, we can support them and not run into issues. Okay. Um, that is uh, a big deal. It really helps you with your personal finances, et cetera. So believe it or not, all of that was the introduction to membership math. Okay. There's a few questions that I think you need to consider. And there's probably more than this, but at least these three to really get you started. First of all, is how much does your family need to live on, okay? How much does your family need to live? You can back into those into, in, into the numbers that you're going to charge per website when you start thinking about how much money your family needs to live because you'll need to start thinking about, well, how much am I going to need to make per client? How many clients do I want to take on? What level of service do I want to provide for them? What, if any, upsells can I provide to them to get more wallet share from the same client? These are the kind of questions that go into even informing how much money your family needs to live on. So once you know what the number is of your expenses, like what your family really needs to live on every month, then you can begin designing a business that will support that lifestyle. See, we've got it all backwards. A lot of times we're doing it the other way around, right? We're starting a business and then our lifestyle sacrifices as a result. I'm suggesting you design the life that you want and then you design a business that will support that. Second question there is, have you accounted for expenses, taxes, and profit? Okay. So realize you must pay yourself. Okay. Uh, and this is, uh, again, totally, I, I'm a huge fan of the profit first um, methodology by Mike Michalowicz. It's a great book. If you don't have it, please get it. But it talks about how from the very beginning, like every single dollar that comes in, you need to have percentages aligned for um your personal income, your profit as the business owner, the taxes that the country requires you to pay and the state requires you to pay if you live in the United States, and then also the expenses that you have. And by uh, assigning different target allocation percentages, and he talks about that in the book, um, to those different numbers, then you can be super clear about what you need to make. So for example, 
currently, I'll just be honest, currently we take home 60% of every dollar that we bring in top line. That's our target allocation percentage for um, my pay working inside of the business is 60%. So that means if I take on a client for, I'm just going to use easy numbers. If I take on a client for $100 a month, um, that means I only get to take home to my family, 60 of those dollars. So that greatly informs how many clients I need and what numbers I ultimately need to get to in order to make this business work for me. See that? Um, I only get to take home 60% and the rest of those uh, numbers are allocated for expenses, taxes, taxes and profit. Uh, and they're each important. You shouldn't sacrifice or skimp on any of them. And then the final question right now for, for membership math is this, can you afford to work at your current rates? And it's a related question to the last one, um, but can you afford at what you're charging now, can you afford to continue working on those rates or do they need to go up or do you need to offer upsells or do you need to provide more value? Um, it's going to be really important to think through those inside of this membership math because the business model is entirely different. And as you've probably seen, we could do a whole episode just on membership math and some of those different um, um, terminologies like, for example, churn or transaction frequently, uh, frequency or monthly recurring revenue, uh, MRR. Right. These are all important numbers and things that we're going to need to talk through. And for certain, we're going to do an entire episode on that going into the future. Okay, so just to recap so far the, on the five mechanics of subscription web design, so far we need a proven model, we need contracts that work, we need membership math, then the fourth one here is we need an ideal project, an ideal project. This is going to save you tons of time and money if you internalize what I'm saying and really apply it to your business. Many of us, and I totally get this, especially if you're just starting out, I do have a lot of students here in subscription web design who are just starting out. And um, I, it can be tempting to take on every little project that comes in. And to be clear, I think sometimes that's okay, right? Because you're you're trying to, number one, provide for your family. Uh, number two, you're trying to learn what kind of clients you like to work with. Number three, you're uh, learning what sort of business verticals that you like to work with. And so all of these things are important. And a lot of times you have to taste the waters in a lot of different areas to come to anything meaningful on that. However, I'll say this, the sooner that you can nail down an ideal project and define that, the better. Why is that? Because you can design almost every other aspect of how your business operates based on what it takes to fulfill well on that project. Once you know what the ideal project looks like, you eliminate alternatives. You can set systems and processes up that streamline things. You can use the same applications over and over again by lifetime deals so you don't have to constantly jump between different things. Your marketing gets a thousand times easier because you're going to speak directly to one audience of people consistently and as much as you possibly can. Um, so it all gets easier. You become an expert, by the way, when you focus on that. And you, uh, what you do is you, you, you can even become like sought after to speak at conferences and things like this kind of thing happens. Um, a lot of people talk about an ideal customer avatar um, or just a customer avatar, or you know, there's different ways of putting it. Um, I like that. It's okay, but my my terminology it kind of scares me. That 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 term does, um, and I uh, because. I don't know, for some reason, it feels weird. It feels sort of amorphous. It's kind of like, what does the person's age or like where they work or their the name of their kids? Like, that's the kind of questions a lot of times you fill out when you're doing an ideal customer avatar. And I don't know, it's just hard for me to, to visualize 
that deeply in the sense of the kind of customer I have. But an ideal project is a lot easier for me to visualize. So if I have an ideal project as a web designer that I want to do, for example, I want to build a... Um, a, a learning management website, or I want to build construction websites, or I want to build health and wellness websites, or I want to build veterinarian websites. Maybe I'm particularly passionate about pets and, um, and, and vet care and things like that. And so that's my ideal project. Well, once you know what your ideal project is, all of those other things become way easier. It, oh, and it even informs your pricing. It big time informs your, uh, your pricing. So um, without an ideal project, everything has to be, uh, like your marketing is sporadic, Every project has to be custom quoted. Um, your team is not going to know what's going on from day to day. Uh, if you don't have a team, you, you're not going to know what's going on day to day. You're going to have lots of different plugins for lots of different applications. And you might pay, you know, $300 for a plugin today that you need for this project, but then you're not have, you know, you don't have any reason to use it again for, uh, the next three years or, or something like that. And so everything is sporadic and all over when you don't have an ideal project. So I think you definitely need to get one of those as soon as possible. Test the waters in different areas if you're just starting out, but try to move into an ideal project pretty soon. And here's the thing, your ideal project can change. Now, I don't recommend having a different ideal project every day of the week uh, because then you're in the same boat as a person who's all over the place. But Try an ideal project type out for a few months. Really try to dial in your marketing, your system, your project uh, pricing, your um, you know your tools, um, your your staff, every all of those things. Right. Try to align them inside of a particular ideal project and see if it works. And if it doesn't work out for you, you're not enjoying it. You're not passionate about it. The numbers don't work. Whatever happens, uh, change it. Change your mind. It's totally okay to do that. And you don't have to paint yourself into that box or into that corner. Paint yourself into the corner, put yourself into a box. Let's get our analogy straight. Okay, the last and final mechanic of subscription web design is a sales angle, a sales angle. What I'm getting at here is this. It's, um, this is a weird model for people because they don't currently associate it with your business, web design. Um, they're used to paying their tax people, their landscapers, their bookkeepers, um, their pest control, and other things like that on a subscription model, but it's, it's still quite new to people that you could charge for a website on a subscription model. So they're going to have questions. They're, they're, they're going to need to be sort of handheld to help them understand what is entailed in the model, et cetera. But what I would say is if you have a, a confident sales angle that you're going in with, I, I talk a lot about honesty and confidence. If you're honest about what you offer and how you offer it, and you're confident in your ability to provide those services, and you're not wavering, like, you know, somebody says, hey, well, is this included? You're not like, oh, let me check my notes. You know, if you know what's going on and you have a sales angle, and what again, what I mean by this is when you approach into a sales conversation, you have a, a definite, like, a, a, a definite mindset on why subscription web design is the best route for you and for the client. And ideally, you even have a story around this that you can tell that helps people to uh, relate to it. So for example, I talk a lot about what I call my pastor porn story. And uh, basically what happened is early in my days of web design, we built a website for a guy who was a pastor um, in Virginia and the site was never maintained. It was never looked after. It was never updated. You know, he paid us $500 or whatever it was and everybody went on their way. Well, Google um, eventually blacklisted that site because it had been hacked and it was redirecting to porn websites. And at that moment, I was kind of like, yeah, I never want that to happen again. So... Uh, that was one of the things that led me into doing subscription web design. 
And so I'll actually tell that story, right? I'll tell that story in sales calls and I'll be like, so from that moment on, like I determined that I didn't want that to happen to me or to any of my clients ever again. So I know it's a little bit, uh, you know, non-traditional, but what I decided to do was start working on a subscription basis with my clients so that I was always there. They were paying me every month. There was give and take on both sides. So that, you know, they always, you know, clients always feel like they can reach out to me and I can get back to them and there's no problem. I don't have to do all kinds of like random hourly charges from month to month. You know, it's just, it's a clear, consistent uh, relationship all throughout. And you know what? That sales pitch has worked for me for seven years. So here we are. Um, and, and so I think something like that is going to be very, very beneficial for you to have. Okay, to recap, the five mechanics of subscription web design, you need to have a proven model. You need contracts that work. You need membership math. You need an ideal project. And then you need a sales angle. If you have all of these things dialed in, I think you guys are going to see a ton of success in your subscription web design projects. Super duper cool. One more reminder, if you don't mind, please leave a review for this podcast. If you're getting uh, help out of it or you think you're going to get help out of it, your um, your, your positive review would make a huge difference uh, for me, especially in these early days when the podcast uh, platforms don't really know that much about the about the podcast yet. I'm going to keep pumping out consistent content every week, but I need you to help me and let other people know that it's content worth checking out. All right. Thank you guys so much for spending your time with me. I never take it for granted. And I thank you so much for the opportunity to be able to do this, not only to help support my family um, in the subscription web design world, but also to help teach you how to do the same. You guys take care. See you in the next episode. Hey there, it's Steve, and I really hope you enjoyed this episode of the show. You know, one of the biggest questions that I get is, okay, Steve, I'm excited. I love this idea of subscription web design, but I have no clue where to get started. If that's you, go to subscriptionwebdesign.com right now, enter your best email address, and I'm going to send you an exclusive training that I did on the five models of subscription web design that will show you the options that are available to you and give you some things to think about on how to get started. And for a limited time, I'm going to include my contract template for subscription web design. I've been asked multiple times to provide this template, and it's usually only available to my paying students. It's a $100 value, but it's yours free. Just go to subscriptionwebdesign.com and enter your best email address there, and I'll send those right to you, as well as send you daily email tips from the trenches of running my agency. See you over there at subscriptionwebdesign.com.